Today on Locked on Mariners, the host gets such a late start that he has no script and no plan and has no idea how this is going to turn out. Welcome to Locked on Mariners, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. Yes, gang, that is correct, but for the sake of getting something out there in a reasonable amount of time before this evening, we're just going to go with it and see what happens today on Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N, or Tloppin'. Please remember to download and follow this program using whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast or any program here on top. And very simple to do. All you got to do is say, hey, smart device, play Locked On Mariners podcast for me, would you please? Or any of the other great shows here on top. And as I said, play Locked On Anaheim Ducks, play Locked On whatever. My plan for the day is kind of to go position by position as a mid-season type report card thing um, with no script, like I said. So that might not happen. I'm not entirely sure at this point. It's going to be kind of one of those stream of consciousness shows where just kind of whatever comes out of my mouth is what I say. I, I, I usually work at least with a rough outline. I'm not doing that today. There is some news to get to first, however, and there's some roster moves, some pretty significant roster moves at that. Um, a couple of these took place before Sunday's game. Of course, Cal Raleigh called up to the big leagues that day. Donovan Bolton was also recalled. I don't remember if he got in to that particular game or not. Taylor Trammell was sent out to make room for one of them, and Yusei Kikichi was placed on the COVID injured list also to make room for the other. Raleigh had, was not on the 40-man roster at that point, but since Kikichi-san was placed on the COVID injured list, he did not have to be replaced on the 40-man roster so they could they had some time to figure out how they were going to you know work with the 40-man roster when Kikichi returned. He was activated yesterday, Kikichi was. Um, he was showing some COVID-like symptoms, so he was placed on the COVID injured list. He's been vaccinated and tested positive. Or, pardon me, tested negative. He tested negative ladies and gentlemen. So his placement on the COVID injured list to me, um, very odd situation. He was activated yesterday. Donovan Walton was sent back out and to make room on the 40 man roster. This is a very weird roster move. As far as I'm concerned, ladies and gentlemen, Will Vest was designated for assignment If anybody on the big league roster in that bullpen was going to be designated for assignment. I was assuming it was going to be Rafael Montero. The Mariners, I guess are showing some confidence in Rafael Montero, which is, I don't know why they have confidence in Rafael Montero. I said on the show before, I, I did a whole almost half segment on Mr. Montero, so I'm not going to rehash most of that. But he failed as a closer, and he's failing as a middle inning reliever. He's good for mop-up duty only. And he's older than Will Vest. He's 30 years old. He's a major league veteran. And Will Vest is younger. I believe he's 25. No, pardon me. He's 26. He, he turned uh, 26 in June. But the fact remains, he is younger than Montero. He might have a future as a contributor in the bullpen. He was also a Rule 5 draft choice over the offseason. And I believe the rule is that he had to have been kept on the on the big league roster all season or be offered back to Detroit. And I kind of assumed that if he wanted to be taken, if the Mariners wanted to take him off the 40-man roster, pardon me, the big league roster, he had to stay in the big league roster, I thought that, that the Tigers were going to snap him back up. But I guess the Tigers did not um, 
want him back. I think they would have had to pay a fee to the Mariners. Maybe they didn't want to do that, so that's why Will Vest was um, designated for assignment rather than just being reclaimed, I guess, by the Tigers organization. And going over some of Will Vest's numbers, remember, gang, he started off pretty well. In his first 14 games, he had an ERA of 1.17. And an opponent's batting average, pardon me, of 212. Opponent's on base percentage of 306, pardon me, but it's been kind of downhill from there. Since then, and this is since May uh, May 8th, he's uh, pitched eight games, has an ERA of 1007, and an opponent's batting average of 338. He was one of those pitchers, especially early in the season, that Scott Service liked to use so much out of the bullpen, and I thought he just got overworked. Same thing with Anthony Masevich, although his ERA has come back down a little bit. Season statistics for Mr. Vest, he has a 6.17 earned run average in 35 innings, 32 games. He has a whip of 1.600, 9.8 hits per nine innings, which is very much on the high side. A half a home run per nine, that is not on the high side. 4.6 walks per nine innings, that is on the high side. Also, just to kind of highlight how he's been struggling lately, since June 1st, he has an ERA of 995, which is actually a little bit lower, but pretty much on par with the 10.07 ERA I mentioned earlier since May 8th. Opponent's batting average of 360. That includes his July 6th outing, and in the month of June, he pitched 11 games, 10 and two-thirds innings, had an 11-8-1 ERA, and a very high opponent's batting average of 395, and my opponent's on-base percentage also of 500. So he has been struggling lately, but again, still a very odd move considering you have Rafael Montero sitting in that bullpen, who was kind of, to me, the obvious choice to jettison, so to speak, if they needed the 40-man roster spot. I still don't understand why they why they jettisoned Mr. Vest. I think Mr. Vest has a future, and I don't think Rafael Montero has a future. He is on a one-year contract, I believe, and I would be I would be very surprised. He's also arbitration eligible, Mr. Montero is. And I don't know if he's gonna be a Mariner next season. Where Vest may have had a shot to be a Mariner next season, or at least stick around in AAA Tacoma to work out his problems. Season numbers for Mr. Montero, he's pitched in 38 games, 41 and a third innings. He has an ERA of 675. He has a little bit of a lower whip than Mr. Vest does, 1.548. He's given up more hits ratio-wise at 10.9, also more home runs ratio-wise at 0.9, but that's still not a horrible number. He's given up fewer walks ratio-wise at 3.0 walks per nine innings, and he struck out 7.6 per nine innings. So I guess maybe the walks, uh, that's the only thing I can see justifying Montero's not being designated for assignment and Vest's being designated for assignment. Since the calendar turned to June, Rafael Montero has pitched 17 innings in 14 ball games, has an opponent's batting average of 338, an opponent's on-base percentage of 398, Pardon me, ladies and gentlemen, and an ERA of nine nine five three. Since May first, he has an ERA of seven sixty seven in twenty six games, twenty nine and a third innings. Opponents average of three twenty five, and an opponents on base percentage of three seventy nine. And if they need the roster, if they need more roster spots after that, I don't know who the next 
uh, to go is going to be. Kyle Lewis might be coming off the 60-day injured list sometime in August from comments uh, I heard Jerry Depoto make prior to Saturday's game, Friday's game, one of the weekend games. I don't, I don't remember which one it was. Evan White is much farther away, and unfortunately, he might not play again this season. Um, they, his injury was much worse, evidently, than originally thought. That's not good news. Uh, this season, they have Ty France playing first base pretty much you know every day, and that could work. They've also got Luis Torrens sitting on the active roster, and he has been getting more infield work than catching work uh, recently, from what I understand. So while the Mariners do technically have three catchers on the roster, Tom Murphy and Cal Raleigh are going to pretty much split time behind the plate, from what I understand. They're both going to get a lot of playing time, and those are not my words. Those are words of Mariners management. Plus Luis Torrens, who's probably going to see a lot of action at designated hitter and first base. Raleigh's call-up, which is something I did not mention on yesterday's show, kind of signals to me that Luis Torrens' days behind the plate might be over. And that's not a bad thing, because defensively, he's not a good catcher. He can hit. He's really been swinging the bat since being recalled from AAA. But as I'm looking at the time, I need to take a uh, a commercial break. I don't even know what the, the first commercial is. Oh, it's for Rock Auto, which is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for... Uh, Auto parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers alike. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It's a question I've been asking on this show for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. I still don't have an answer, so go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car, truck, van, SUV, or crossover. Right locked on on their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Coming up, I really don't know what's going to be coming up. I was originally going to go position by position, but now I'm going to talk about Luis Torrens, I think, and uh, just kind of see what he's been up to. Stick around. Welcome back to Locked On Mariners. Here once again is your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you again, Joey Martin. Back on Locked On Mariners. Going to talk about Luis Torrens just a little bit here in the uh, second uh, second part of the show. Was originally going to go position by position as sort of a mid-season report card type deal. I'm going to save that for later on. Um, again, beginning this show so late. I don't have a plan. I don't have a script. I'm completely shooting from the hip, ladies and gentlemen. And so we're just going to kind of see what happens. I left off uh, the first segment talking a little bit about Luis Torrens in light of Cal Raleigh's call-up. The Mariners now effectively have uh, three catchers on the Major League roster. Sort of two and a half if you want to count Luis Torrens as a catcher because I don't think he's going to get much playing time behind the dish anymore. He did not when he was sent down to Tacoma um, towards the end of May. Not only he, he was not a good defensive catcher. He displayed that not only this year but throughout his big league career. 
and he was sent down to work on both his defense and his offense. And while his offense has improved greatly, I'll get into his numbers here in just a little bit. His defense did not improve. He allowed a couple of passed balls in his time in Tacoma, and he was there less than a month. So I personally think that Cal Raleigh's call-up is a signal that Torrens's days behind the plate are over. That's not a bad thing, like I said. Defensively, he just can't get the job done. Now, he might make a good first baseman. I don't know. He's been getting a lot of infield work. He played about seven games, I think, uh, with the Rainiers this season at first base. So he might be able to stick there, especially since Evan White's going to be on the shelf. Maybe for the rest of the year. I touched on that also towards the end of A Block. Offensively, though, since his call-up, uh, his since his recall, pardon me, on June 15th, Torrens is slashing 288, 391, 695. That's an OPS of over 1,000 at 1.086. He has seven home runs, a double, and a triple in that uh, time frame among his 17 hits. He has struck out 15 times. And he's also walked 10 times, though. So that's a pretty good ratio. Maybe a few too many strikeouts just uh, on the surface there. I'm going to figure out how many strikeouts that is uh, per at-bat. Yeah, that's that's striking out about once every 25.4 at-bats, which is around league average, I realize. Still too high for me. But, you know, it it is what it is. The offensive output is there. That 288 batting average and uh, on-base percentage of almost 400. That is against a season slash line of 221, 291, uh, 456. Last year for the Mariners in 18 games, he slashed 254. 323, 373, with one home run and four doubles among his 14 hits. Overall for the season split between San Diego and Seattle, 25 games, 257, 325, 371 slash line. So even so his slugging percentage for his season numbers is up. And in this 18-game stint since being recalled. He's been on fire. <laughs> He's absolutely been on fire. And it was a Sunday's game or Saturday's game. He smoked two low-line drives the other way down the first baseline, one of which resulted in a single because it hit the uh, seats, the wall, where the seats jut out into foul territory, and he couldn't uh, advance any farther than first base. The other one wound up going into the corner, rattled around down there a while, and he got a triple out of it. That was Saturday's game, July 10th. Since the calendar changed to July 1st, First, Torrens has appeared in eight games, and he is slashing 333, 484, 667, an OPS of 1151. Two of his home runs and his, tri- and his triple have come in that time frame. He has walked seven times against six uh, strikeouts. More walks and strikeouts, always a good thing to see. He's walking more. Not only is he making better contact and you know hitting the ball with authority, he has a seemingly has a better knowledge of the strike zone now. He's taking his walks, as we've mentioned, that on-base percentage is very, very high. It's good to see. And just to remind you what he had done before his recall when he was sent to AAA Tacoma at the end of May, his last game before being sent down was May 18th. And after that game, he was slashing 178, 219, 
300. That's an OPS of 519, which is uh, which is below his uh, OPS of 519 as of May 18th is well below his slugging percentage since being recalled of 695. This guy is just on another level right now, sort of, I shouldn't say that. This guy has been doing very, very well since his recall. People who are on another level generally hit about 450, and he's he's not to that point. But 288 batting average, an on-base percentage of almost 400, doing very, very well since his recall, as, as I keep saying. And I'm kind of excited that he's going to be in the lineup on a seemingly regular basis, but not behind the plate. He'll, he's been DHing a lot. He's been uh, DHing as Tom Murphy has been catching. There have been games where he has caught and Tom Murphy has DH'd. That should never happen unless it's like the second game of a double header or that's something. But now that doesn't need to happen because they have Cal Raleigh on the roster and Tom Murphy and Cal Raleigh now are the number one and two catchers. And you've got Torrens who's kind of a bat without a defensive position. Hence the all the, the uh, times at DH. I am excited to see what he can do at first base. I have never seen him play first base, so I cannot pass judgment on what kind of first baseman he is. Maybe he'll be good there and... I almost said that you might be able to try him at third base as well, but judging on his mobility behind the plate, he's probably not going to be real mobile at third base either. Uh, So, I don't know, maybe he could fill in there in a pinch once he gets acclimated to first base, but uh, I don't see that as a long-term option really at all. If you have a question or comment, please send it in to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Questions and comments on any subject are highly encouraged. Does not need to be about the Mariners. Does not need to be about sports at all. Coming up, I talk about a milestone in this show's history, which I did not realize was upon us until last night. But first, this word from Bet Online. The online, uh, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Can't believe I screwed that up. Baseball season is in full swing. They really need to change this script. It's been in full swing for months now, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. I don't even know if some of those sports are still going on or not, quite honestly. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news. Sign up bonuses and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book book experts. Sorry, law promo. What is going on? Promo code locked on. Wow. Now back to Locked On Mariners and your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much one more time, J.M. We're going to do kind of a quick little segment before getting out of here for the day. This is episode number 300 of Locked On Mariners. I didn't realize that episode number 300 was upon us until I decided to count up the number of episodes we did uh, last night. I don't know why. I don't know what struck me to do that, but I'm kind of glad I did because 300 episodes is kind of an important milestone. This show began in August of 2019 with Andy Patton behind the mic as the host. He did this program's first 34 episodes before stepping aside. I took over in uh, January of 2020, January 20th, 2020, as a matter of fact. 
And furthermore, that ha- also happened to be the day after my 35th birthday. So that was kind of a kind of a nice birthday present to start doing the show. At that time, I was actually supposed to start um, the previous week, but I had a nasty bout with laryngitis. So um, yeah, the Locked On Podcast Network, and I put it off a week. And I've been doing the show now for almost a year and a half. Um, not all of the episodes. Uh, we've done 266 episodes since I took over. I have not been a part of all of them, obviously. I've had a lot of help in terms of guest hosts. John Miller has guest hosted at least a half a dozen of these things. Clive Braithwaite the fourth has been able to step in at the last minute to guest host a few of them. Jason Burke from Locked on A's has guest hosted. Jason Block, whom I've been uh, podcasting with... Um, for almost a decade uh, talking about baseball. He's guest-hosted one of these things, as had ta- as has Taylor Blake Ward, former host of Locked on Angels, who helped me out when I first uh, started school several weeks ago so I could put my entire focus for the day on school. He continues to be a friend of this program. Uh, Brent McGuire does a great job on Locked on Angels since taking over, covering our division rival, Los Angeles Angels. So... Thank you to all the guest hosts who have helped me out, and also to frequent guest Jason Hernandez, who um, has not guest hosted the show, but has appeared almost as frequently, I think, as uh, John Miller. Those are my two uh, most frequent guests. And uh, thank you to everybody who has helped out in the show in that regard. Most importantly, however, thank you out there for listening. Whether you have been listening since the very beginning with Andy Patton, or if you just kind of recently picked up this show, or if this is your first episode, thank you very much for tuning in. And if this is your first episode, I realize that this is not the best episode maybe to start with um, You know, during the midseason break. There's no Mariners baseball to cover. There won't be any Mariners baseball to cover until Friday night, and I'm not doing a Friday night show. So <laughs> the next show where I actually recap anything is going to be uh, next Monday. It'll be another catch-up Monday, as it were, and I believe that that is going to be the uh, series in Anaheim. I guess I should have looked at that. I think they're going to Anaheim next, but uh, thank you very much out there for listening to this program. Whether you're listening once a week, once a month, or whether you're a daily listener, I appreciate each and every one of you. Well, I think that's enough self-indulgent crap for the day, so I'm going to call it a day and get the heck out of here. Not exactly sure what's going to be happening tomorrow. Maybe I'll do the mid-season report card on tomorrow's show. I am not quite sure. Joining me to do that? Well, I didn't write one of these things, did I? No, I didn't. So I guess I'm just going to be on my own. Well, I'm on my own most shows anyway, because... Never mind. Please remember to download and follow Locked On Nerds. My goodness. Look for us on any podcasting app you can think of. Leave a rating and review if your podcasting app of choice so allows. And also remember to check out all the other great programs here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Most of the hosts are not as tongue-tied as I tend to be, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what happens to me every once in a while. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. Thank you for listening throughout this show's history. I hope you'll stick with us, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski will keep you updated on the latest news in every major sport with Locked On's team of local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. This is Joey Martin speaking for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.